Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I don't have to say that. I believe that goes without saying, but God is faithful. His presence is here. Hearts have been touched. Lives have been changed. <laughs> Minds have been transformed. Amen. I, uh, before you take your seats, I want to direct your attention to the, the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, Paul writes, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And as you're closing your Bibles, I want us to go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence, which is here today. Lord, I thank you for how you are working on those who are calling on your name, those that are worshiping you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, I ask that you would continue to do that for the remainder of our time together here today, into this week and beyond. Lord, you are awesome and holy. You are righteous and mighty. Hallelujah. You are mighty to save. Lord, I desire to be a vessel for you today. Please let me be a vessel for you today. Nothing more and nothing less. Open our hearts and our ears to your understanding. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This morning I come to you with one word. And it's a word that we find a few times in this short passage that I just read. In Ephesians. And that is stand. And so that's what I come to declare to you today is to stand, to stand. It's just a simple word, this word stand, one, one that you may find as an easy action. In fact, so much so that, that when I ask you to stand at the beginning of our worship service, you all stand mostly without questioning. You all stand because you know that it's time to stand. You, you, would not do, you would do so without thinking too much about it. We, we often stand when we praise and when we worship the Lord. We often stand when, when we are standing next to our brothers and our sisters and we are praying for them. We stand with them. And we often stand when we hear the preacher say something that gets our attention and we've just got to get an amen out there. And even though we don't give much thought to those mentioned things, those, those times to stand, standing is not our go-to position. Is it? Let me explain. When we face an obstacle or an adversary, there is an automatic response in each of us that is labeled and has been labeled for a long time called fight or flight. Sometimes we pull ourselves together, we gather all the forces, we gather all the things we need, and we're ready to fight whatever comes our way. We put our fists up in the air, and we're just ready to go. Amen? And other times, we can't get away from that obstacle or adversary fast enough. We've got to run as fast as we can. 
And we do run as fast as we can in the opposite direction of that. You know, if a bear was coming at me, I certainly would not run toward it. That would not be my first thought. I would run away, and I hope you all would too. Unless you were carrying some kind of high-power pistol of some kind, and then I would still run away. But we just can't run fast enough in the opposite direction. We, we want to protect ourselves from the possibility of something happening. We, we go into like this, this shelter mode saying, I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect myself. We, we, and we, we wait until that storm passes through, and then we, we make our way back out again. But, but the Lord here is offering an alternative through the words of Paul, and that is to stand. That is to stand, that ye may be able to stand, that ye may be able to withstand, and finally, having done all, to stand. And what has been on repeat with me uh, is the very end of what we read, and that is having done all, comma, to stand. If you, if you look at verse 13 and a few other versions, you would find after you have done everything to stand. Another version says, having done all, stand firm. And then after the battle, you will be standing firm. And furthermore, to stand firm in your place. Fully prepared, immovable, victorious. And finally, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Paul instructs the Ephesians of when to just stand. He says to stand before the battle when you are putting on the whole armor of God, which by the way, you've heard it said before, but putting on the armor of God, it's never something you should take off. You should always keep it on. It's not something that's going to be real heavy. You know, it's not like physical armor, which I probably couldn't carry, but it's the armor of God that we've got to keep with us at all times. At all times. But, but we, we, you know, and he also says to stand here then after the battle when you've done all, remember, comma, to stand. When you have done everything, but also, here's, here's the next thing. Not only before and after, but, but during the battle. He's saying to stand. As the, the wiles of the enemy come your way, as the wrestling of those things, not of flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, all of that which happens during the battles that everyone faces. And if I can just talk about battles for a moment, I don't need to have a show of hands, but there's not a soul in here or a soul watching online or a soul who will listen and watch this later that hasn't had a battle of some kind. Can I get a witness? Come on now. From the youngest to the very oldest, from those that are a couple days old to those that are 105 years old, everyone has had a battle of some kind. We've all, we've all faced a battle. We've all had a struggle. We've all been overcome with fear a time or two. In those struggles, to whom do you turn? To, to where do you turn? But I want you to notice this. There is never a time we read here in this very short passage in the instruction to stand where we are told to stop standing. We're not told, you know, there's no instruction to sit down. There, he does not mean that after we give it our best to just sit down and cross our hands and do nothing. Yeah. Done all I can do. 
I'm just going to sit here. No, he says to stand. What we are not given is an out. We do not read that there is a time to run and hide. Did you know that running from a problem doesn't usually solve the problem? Usually the problem gets worse until you, you deal with it. You come face to face, not on your own, of course, but until you deal with that problem, usually that problem doesn't go away. It's not something that you can just sweep under the rug because it's still under the rug. I'm not talking about, you know, there's, there's no time to run and hide, but I'm not talking about, you know, at, you're running to the Lord because we should run to the Lord as fast as we can. We should run to the Lord, not to the left or to the right or, or anywhere else, but to Him, you know, but, I'm, but rather... I'm talking about not running away from our battles, as I've just kind of showed you. And you better believe that, that every battle that you face is not just your battle, but if you are walking with the Lord, it's the Lord's battle. It's the Lord's battle. In fact, even before it's mine, it's His. Yes, I may not see it until now, but the Lord knew. The Lord saw it coming. It, it doesn't mean that we can just walk away, but, but what do we do? We stand. We stand. Now, now, understand, standing here does not always mean physically standing up, okay? But, but it's also the spiritual stance. It's also taking a stand spiritually. You, you may need to take a stand at your job. You may need to take a stand in your home, but you, 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 you have to sit all day, or you have a job where you sit down all day. This guy. You may need to take a stand on a personal matter. And while you may stand up, there is a stand from within that takes place. You take a stand with the Lord. You will not stand alone. But your actions are going to determine where you stand and in whom you stand. So stand with the Lord. And what will the Lord do to, to us or for us when we stand? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Exodus 13, 14, look at that, where we read, Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this today, show to you today. God will use his strength and his power to deliver you. See the salvation of the Lord. He is all-powerful. He is almighty. He is the one who is mighty to save. He is the one who is mighty to deliver. He will uphold you with His right hand of righteousness. He will work for you. So stand still. Stand firm in the confidence that He's got you and that He's got your back. He's, he is your deliverer. But God also, just the same, is your armor. He is your armor. And we are the armor bearer. Ephesians 6.11, turning ahead again to what Paul writes, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You see, this armor is something that we need. Why? Because these wiles, these forces which invade the world, our inner and interpersonal worlds, attempt to make us sin, attempt to make us look away from the Lord, and yes, even desire to destroy us. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The Lord comes to give life. So we must be strong in 
the Lord. To be so requires putting on the whole armor of God and again never taking that off. To be protected by the armor, it can't just be something that's around us. It can't just be something over here that, that I just pick up every so often when I need it. It can't just be something, oh, I really need this today, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on today. I'm going to carry this with me today. This is my sword. I'm going to carry this with me. I, I only need it on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays because those are my rough days. Tuesdays and Thursdays are a little easier, so I can put those down. No, no, it's something that you never, never take off. It's something that you always have. And as you stand, God will stand by your side and will never leave you alone. Did you know that you never walk alone? Are you, do you have that confidence that you do not walk alone? Did you know that it's not God that ever puts you on an island saying, hey, I'm the only one dealing with this? The Lord is even with you when you put yourself on that island because guess what? He walks on water. I was reminded of Joshua when I thought about God never, never leaving you, who was, who was handed the reins of leading uh, this massive group of Israelites to the promised land, and, and what he felt during that time. Can you imagine putting yourselves in the shoes of, of Joshua, who, who took over this and is like, whew, all right, I, I, I kind of felt it over here, but now it's really on me. The buck stops here. God was speaking to Joshua in what seemed to be somewhat of an uncertain time uh, in Joshua 1.5 where, where we read, uh, where Joshua was feeling, there, there shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will also be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. What a Savior who will stand by your side, who will never leave you, who will never leave you out to dry, who will, who will be with you always. And as Joshua stood, as he was encouraged, so the Lord also encouraged him in that chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Joshua to be strong and of good Courage. In fact, I believe it was four times that Joshua heard that. Three times from the Lord and one time from the people. Somebody needed to know. He, he needed a little bit of courage. He needed a little bit of strength. A part of that strength and courage would come as, as Joshua continued to stand, even when standing didn't seem possible. A part of that strength and courage will, would, would come as Joshua would refuse to back down would refuse to, to back away, would, would refuse to buckle at the knees and, 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 and give up. But it would continue as the Lord would lead him. Someone hear me this morning. We do not, just, we, we do not read there that there will not be any man. We do not read that there will not be anything that may try to stand that there may not be anything that, that there won't be anything that comes our way, but but that no man, but that no thing will be able to stand before thee. Because the Lord is with you. Will you stand like the three Hebrew boys who stood while everybody else bowed to this golden image, knowing full well the consequences of their actions? Will you stand like the apostles, knowing that you may suffer for his name's sake? 
Will you stand before the king like Esther, being an advocate for those who are around you? Will you take a stand like Nehemiah and rebuild what had been broken down? Will you take a stand like the woman with the issue of blood and seek after Jesus and do all that she has to do to get to him? You see, struggles in this life, they are real. Struggles in this life, they are real. Thank you. (laughs) They are powerful. Sometimes they never end. They are inevitable. Like I said, everybody's in here has had a struggle or a battle of some kind. Jesus knows this and desires that we prepare right now for the schemes and devices the enemy will throw at us in an attempt to knock us off of our feet, both our physical feet and also those spiritual feet, to knock us off so that we can't stand. So we must be mindful of that. And whether you are currently facing a battle or you have faced a battle in the past, whether your battle is something out here where everybody can see, where you can see it with your own eyes, or it's something inside that you've been fighting with yourself for a long time, whether it's something temporary or something permanent, whether it's something life-altering or something mildly annoying, the command does not change. Stand. His word tells us that we are not to be passively participating, but but to be proactive and prepare for the battle by arming ourselves. Musicians, you can make your way up here again right now. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, hear me. But I do tend to think on the real side of things. The hard days are sure to come. There will be battles. When when the hard days come, we have to choose to stand. (laughs) We have to choose to stand firm in the Lord. Standing firm in the Lord starts with a building on that foundation upon upon Him, that foundation upon Him as the chief cornerstone. (laughs) Not building your house on the sand. Not building your house on your own your own way, but building your house on the firm foundation, on the rock, the rock of your salvation, the rock that will bring you through the trials, the storms, the troubles, the battles. It starts with a building up of yourself, building up yourself upon the most holy faith and continues as you remember who keeps you from falling, who keeps you from falling, the one who holds you up, the one who gives you strength. And as I come to a close here this afternoon, for some here today it's time to stand some some of you here today may have been wallowing for just too long you've been been tossed to and fro the waves have been crashing in on you but it's time to take that stand it's time to take that stand from within maybe that stand from without you see it's not always going to be easy to stand when nobody else is doing it You're going to see a lot of people standing here today, but this stance that you take is between you and the Lord and nobody else. If you won't stand, then who will? If you won't take a stand for what is right, for what is true, for for what is faithful, then who will? It's time to stand in that truth. It's time to stand in God's armor. It's time to stand in that freedom, knowing that the battle is ultimately the Lord's. It's time to stand in the knowledge that God, of who God is and who you are in Him. 
The power is indeed the Lord's, hallelujah. And without the strength of his might, we shall falter and fail, oh hallelujah. But still, we need to be strong in him so that we can have strength in it. We need to be strengthened by him. Stand with me all over this place if you're not standing already. And as you are standing, I want you to begin to seek the Lord and the strength that you have been searching for. You've been searching for the strength. Well, it's here. It's in the Lord. Say, Lord, I need your strength. I am absolutely nothing without you. I am weak, Lord. But when I am weak, you are strong. Go ahead and allow God to renew you by his spirit, to renew that strength, to renew that hope, to renew him in you. Allow God to, to arm you to, to, with the truth and the faith. Allow God to speak to you by his word. Go ahead and seek him all over this place. With every eye closed and hand lifted, just seek the Lord for a moment. Oh Lord, I, I need your strength. Oh, God, I, I, I need you, Lord, to, to take this situation, oh, God. Help me through it, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.